Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Am I on? <laughs> really? <laughs> I thought you were looking at me. Ez, who's who's in control down? putting it on the screen? Dude, man. I was. You were looking at me, and then as oh, soon as I went goodness. live, you looked down. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> All right. Same thing every day. Yeah, okay, but but you could actually just not have put it on screen. But welcome, good morning, everyone. <laughs> welcome to Game Changer. Uh, Facebook forced us to go live right then. All right, guys, welcome. Um, I've got a special guest with me today. Well, I get a couple of people that aren't always here, but one that's never been on the show with me today. I have my wife Diana Villa on with me today, and she's going to be the star. I'm pretty sure because she's going to uh, put me to shame with what she knows. And we've got, of course, Mike and Ez. we got Sam in the room. we got Ez. Uh, we got uh, Matthias, Ashton. But then we also have Walter Hayes. Walt was with us for several episodes. He also co-hosted a couple weeks ago when um, I was on vacation. So we're going to just, um, we're going to veer off the topic a little bit. We, we, we titled it Identity or Identify today. We've been talking about labels. We've been talking about, um, we've been talking about callings. We've been talking about uh, identity, and just to kind of recap the last few days, you know, we've been, um, you know, we've been talking about the fact that man or the world labels us, right? They they put labels on you and I, and you know, they they call us things. We've been labeled things all of our life. We've been labeled winner, loser, you know. And it's interesting because a lot of times we focus when it when it's on labels from the world or the enemy we focus on negative things but can i tell you that positive labels by the wrong people can do just as much damage because how many people have been have you know uh, we know how many guys do we know Walt, i know you grew up in your kids grew up in like the competitive sports how many people do we know that are in sports you know that have been labeled winners superstars <clears throat> they had this pressure as a young athlete, right, on them. And the world labels them as winners in this one category. And then when something happens in their life, let's say, where they can't pursue that. You know, we've heard so many testimonies of athletes that have said, you know, when football, you know, when football was, you know, something that that left me and wasn't able to, you know, sustain me and I couldn't, I didn't make it to the NFL or I didn't make it into that college. You know, I didn't know what to do with my life because that was my life. I was always told I was a winner and, you know, and therefore that was where I honed in on. And so, you know, labels, labels by man can get us in trouble, but our identity is found in Christ. So I wanted to veer off today. We, we, these are not on our notes. They're in front of us. So what I did is I put some, some, some statements of truth, some, uh, declaration, some scripture, and we're going to just kind of go through these and have just kind of a off the cuff discussion with regards to labels, identity, and who God says we are versus the world. And we're going to talk about that this morning. All right. That was my wife's. Uh, trying to uh, find my phone instead of mute it. So. Trying to find her phone right on air. Yes. Oh, here it is. It's right next to her. I'm sitting here. Why did she ping her phone? It's sitting right next to her. It's right next to her. Hold on. Look at this shot. I don't know if you guys can see that or not. You probably can't do it, right? So, Diana, raise your left arm for a second. Just a little bit. Just, just raise your left arm. Her phone is right under her elbow. So while I'm talking, she's like, ding, 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 ding. Phone's like, I'm right here. I'm right here. Look down. Huh? I was trying to mute it. <laughs> he didn't. Instead, I made it flare. Sorry. I think this is my favorite show. <laughs> yeah. 
I think this is my favorite show. Whose idea was this? Oh, it was mine. This is your idea. Hey, babe. All right. So, statement of truth. Let's look at it, guys. So, you guys, don't, you guys understand what we're doing here? This was sprung on everyone, including me. And um, statement of truth. Let's look at the first one here. Okay, kindness and love are the order of my day to day. So, we're going to talk about. Let's talk about what a label would be. So the opposite of this would be a label, right? So statement of truth, kindness and love are the order of my day-to-day, tomorrow and every other day. So kindness and love, all right? Declaration, I choose to walk in love every day of my life because this is God's command in a scripture reference if you want to uh, put these in the notes. It's 1 John 4 and 1 Corinthians 13. There are some verses in both of those passages that back this up. So how does this differ from the world? Okay, so we're let's just look at Twitter, for instance, right? Twitter is one of these like cesspool kind of, you know, um, places, right, for a lot of kindness, <laughs> right, a lot of love. So the world doesn't operate in kindness and love. They don't view kindness and love as the order of their day. So what do you guys think about that? So looking at it, just looking at a label the world will place on a person, right? versus the identity in Christ. Our identity is kindness. Those are fruits of the spirit. That's how we identify. What do you guys think? Let's talk about that for a second. Let's break down. How does kindness, does kindness get shown in this world? Is that an identity that this world, is that something this world identifies with, without Jesus? What do you guys think? Mike? Uh, no, I don't. Um, somebody asked me, because the shirt I'm wearing today, and it actually completely by coincidence, somebody asked me if the shirt I was wearing was a Christian shirt when I was on vacation, and I said, no, not necessarily. Um, I think mercy, which would be showing kindness to other people, is something that isn't uh, something that exists in this world a lot anymore. Too many times we hold everybody will hold everybody their feet to the fire over one mm-hmm. small mistake, and there's no forgiveness for those. There's no showing kindness. There's no understanding. So, in the world as a whole, no, I don't think kindness is something that's shown everywhere. I think it's very few and far between for most people. Um, for the average person walking on a daily basis, you mentioned Twitter. Twitter is, for lack of a better term, a cesspool of just anger. Um, but a lot of social media is that way, too. Um, but no, kindness isn't necessarily shown. It's like, that's why the spotlight videos of the, you know, somebody doing something nice for somebody ends up going viral on Facebook because it's like, no, but you don't see that anymore. The only way you see that is somebody went viral by doing something nice for somebody. It's not the expectation. Right. That's good. Okay. Anybody else? I think, like, with kindness... It's one of those things. There's like always an entry. It seems like like if if you think the same, then you you can have the the kindness for me. Like whether it's political or something like that. You know, if you're if you're Republican, I'm Republican, so we're we're probably on the same page. We, we're going to treat each other nice. Um, but if you're of the oppo- opposing party, you're, you're going to automatically think, oh, I must not like you. You know, mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot too. Um, and there should be no entrance. That's what that's where Jesus blends. You know. Um, Jesus doesn't have any kind of entry fee to, to kindness. He wants to show love for everyone, uh, no matter what. That I think that's where we get lost up, uh, or lost in the mix. And so, and, and we, we're going into, we're talking about identity. So think about this for a second. We're, how, identity is something that I think that you, that you, that somebody goes, somebody, somebody recognizes you because of. Somebody, so they, you know, for instance, we talked earlier in the week, I think it was the beginning of the, of, the, uh, of the discussion of the series when John and Peter, you know, were identified to have been with Jesus. It wasn't, it wasn't that they were carrying a Bible. It wasn't that they were carrying a cross. It wasn't, it wasn't that they were preaching, you know, from a pulpit, but what their fruit displayed, right? The people looked at them and said, 
these these two had have been with Jesus. So your identity, it's it's what does what does the world see in you? Who do you identify with? And and uh, just moving down because these are going to be ultimate discussions. Um, go down to the go back up to the uh, no yeah go back to the second one, Mike. All right, so we're going to go. Wrong is wrong. This is a statement of truth. Right is right. Don't let the world fool you into believing that right is wrong and wrong is right. Okay. So declaration here, I will put my trust and belief in God's word because I know his word is true and that guides and illuminates my life. In Psalms 119 is the passage there. So so wrong is wrong, right is right. The world just kind of blends gray, right? So there really is no identity. It's 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 interesting. It's like it's it's in a, this is a church term because the world doesn't know any different, but the church goes the church in the world. You notice when we talk about the world, we talk about the world. We say the world. It's, in, it's interesting that it really has no identity. You know what I'm saying? It's like anything goes. Everything's welcome. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 like, it's like free for all. And that's the identity, which is really not an identity at all. You know? But that's the, that's the identity versus this, this niche belief, right? Which is the truth. We know that's the truth of, of God's word. And it's really we're in the we're in the super minority, and the identity stands out. That's why it says it's a light on a hill. I believe because the reality is a true believer is going to stick out like a sore thumb. Jesus stuck out like a sore thumb because he he was he was identified with God. You know what I mean? He's identified with the Father, and every and and so he didn't go around saying you're wrong, I'm right. You're wrong, I'm right. You're wrong, I'm right. He just went around doing good and touching people. But his identity was there, you know. So I'm, I'm trying to get this discussion kind of broken open into more of an organic conversation, more than going down notes. What do you guys think, Dinah? What do you think? Um, I think that really speaks to about boundaries. I think you know, even in our relationship as as a believer in, in Christ, I think that um, you know He gives us a free will. We choose, mm-hmm. and so in our daily lives, we have a free will to choose what holds us to, you know, the standards of what we believe, you know, God has for us. And I think mm-hmm. that there's seasons that maybe sometimes we our boundaries are a little bit blurred, but I think if we go back to the truth of God's word and and and, and measure, you know, what we're doing to what that says, I think that's where those boundaries come. But then it still comes down to free will, free choice. We have a free will and a free choice. And I think there's been seasons in my life that maybe there's, you know, places I've gone or things that I've done that maybe in that season were acceptable. But, you know, as my, my walk with the Lord deepened, you know, he called me, you know, to, to maybe not do some of those things or maybe not, you know, I, and, and, but regardless of those things still love. So even if the Lord has put those boundaries in our life, I think we still have a responsibility to love in spite of, and, you know, I, I was, this is the first time I've been on the podcast. So I was just kind of going through like, okay, what's the schematics of how does this all work? But, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back up to the other one, kindness and love, sometimes kindness and love. And then I think when it comes down to, you know, right is right and wrong is wrong, there's grace in there. But all of those things are not contingent on what we get from the other party. We're required to have kindness and love and grace in spite of what we get in return. It's mm, good. It's good. Boom, mic drop. All right, so let's look at another one here really quick. I have experienced... Now, this is this is a great one because I think this is going to hit home with everybody. And these, this is more along the lines of 
sometimes what we're focused on, us, right? We're focused on us. So let's look at the next one. I've experienced hurt, right? I've experienced disappointment. How many people are watching right now? I know our friend Kevin Campbell needs prayer this morning. He asked for that just now. Plus, he texted me yesterday and asked me for prayer. We're going to pray for you, brother. But I want to say say this, and I want to, if I can, just be selfish for a second and speak to Kevin in, in, in general. I'm not going to get specific, but <clears throat> and this will go for anybody else. Your identity is found in Christ. Casey, I want you to know your identity is found in Christ. And this is where the enemy is going to try to come in and say, you know what, that life change that we talk about, you know, that, 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 that grace, that testimony that God gave me, man, I've been, I've been telling everybody about it, and I've been man, ministering to people, and I've been on cloud nine. What happens when the circumstances change? Who do I identify with? So I've experienced hurt. Is that you? I mean, everybody has, but is that really you? I've experienced disappointment. How about that? Is that you? Have you been disappointed? We all have, but I mean, I don't mean like, have you been disappointed? And yeah, okay, I have, but that's something that is, that's something that I identified with. How about this one? I've experienced lies. I've, I've made soul ties, right? But because of your great mercy, because of his great mercy and grace, I am free. I am at peace and I am now at a place where I can breathe again. So the declaration is this. I, you, right, as believers, refuse to remain in a place of despair because I know all things are working out for my good. The scripture, Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called, who are the called according to his purpose. So if you are called according to his purpose, understand that you're going to go through seasons of desert, disappointments, lies. You're going to have experienced things where you've tied your soul, experienced hurt, but do you identify with that? The enemy would like to have you identify with that, meaning it's like when you walk around, listen, this is what identifying with that is. The difference in identifying with that and going through that. We've all gone through stuff, and a testimony is how we overcome. We spoke on that yesterday. Re- uh, Revelation says we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. But can I just tell you the difference in identifying and going through it is when you walk around and not say a word to anybody, you're walking through the airport, can, are you dragging the bag of disappointment behind you? Are, you? are you carrying the suitcase of hurt? How about the knapsack of soul tie? You know what I mean? Like when you unpack your, you gotta, you got, you're carrying every single soul tie that you've ever experienced in the bag with you. It's going with you. When you move from one place to the other, you're carrying it with you. And that's the difference. Do you identify with that? And by the way, identity is what people see. Or do you identify with the declaration that Romans 8.28 backs up? That all things are working out for my good. That God's got me and he's called me and I'm still on the journey towards his purpose in my life. How about that one? Because I think that everybody can identify. I think everybody listening can relate to that. What do you guys think? It's funny you said the word relate because that's actually when you kept saying identify, I was like, okay, identify. It's actually relate. We can all relate to different seasons or relate to people, but don't let it become who you are. I can relate to um, someone eating a bunch of donuts, but I don't want to eat mm. them. You know, oh, I, mean, I, I want them. them oh, no, I, don't get me wrong. I do. Wait, <laughs> you use the wrong word. You said want to eat them. You know you want to eat them. I want to I eat do them. want to eat them. I can but eat I a dozen can't. right now. So just because we relate doesn't mean we have to partake. Maybe we can relate to where someone's at, but that doesn't mean we have to partake in that. Right. And um, I think that's really a hard place to be. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him 
he will direct your path. And that's Proverbs 3, 5. It's one of my like, key personal um, Bible verses is because, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That means everything that you are, your hurts, your good times, your bad times, trust in him. And um, not on my own understanding, because sometimes life doesn't make sense. And if we trust on our own understanding of what this world brings, it will paralyze us from moving forward in what God has for us. Mm-hmm. Um, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. That even when I'm going through those things, acknowledge that he's still good, even in spite of. He's good in my good times, and he's good in my bad times. And he'll direct my path. And I think that's that's opening ourselves up to allowing the Lord to speak, to direct. Sometimes he's wanting to direct us. Maybe it's through the word of God. Maybe it's because of people that are in our circles and that we're, we're speaking with or, or getting encouragement from. And I think that's really an important thing, too, is when you're in those seasons, make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that are going to push you towards the direction of Christ, which yeah. is in him is fulfillment. It's There's breakthrough. There's lots of, you know, there's uh, provision. Um, there's hope, there's joy, all those things, the fruits of the Spirit. Make sure you're surrounding yourself in that season with people that are going to point you to those things and not keep you, um, I think, in in the less than or the lack or the hurt or the whatever, um, relating you, and betting hurt. Don't be, be careful who you relate to. Make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that are going to encourage you and push you. I have you ever had a relate? Have you ever had something that you could have, you could have and should have related to become something you identified with? Ooh, that's a good question, right? Something that you should have and could have related to because that's relating to somebody allows you to minister to them, right? I mean, if if you meet someone that's hurt and you've been hurt, you can relate to them. And then that is a God thing. God's given you the ability to relate to them. But have you ever allowed something that you should have and, and were supposed to relate with I become an identity? or something that you begin to identify with about you? Yeah, I think so. Um, I know one of the things that's hard, too, is when you do find yourself identifying, like especially um, maybe things in our past <clears throat> where, you know, I'll give you an example. My, my parents divorced whenever I was younger, and, and it was a rough time um, during that period. And it's really easy to get in that mindset of how all the bad stuff that happened in that and start to slowly forget about all the good that's come from it. Um, so sometimes you can, you can get relating into that, that moment in that season where you're, you're not showing enough of all the good things that God did through that. Um, so, I mean, I think the biggest thing is when we talk about identifying, identifying with Jesus and, and thinking about all the good that he's done, all the good that he's brought us through, um, so that we can speak that kind of life into those situations and we don't get brought back to this bad space it's look at all the good that's come from it so yeah i think that's something easy to to happen sometimes amen so let's look at the next one we got a few minutes left so so a statement of truth would be so father right god in the name of jesus because i've come to know the gospel truth now my inner man has been renewed and transformed i desire you would become my teacher during this sometimes lonely but worthwhile journey so Let's look at it. We're talking about the journey that we're all on, the moment we accepted Jesus, right? We went on this, this journey that changed. Because let's just face it, before we had Jesus, we were, we were on this journey of life, but we really weren't living. <clears throat> There's a song that, what uh, I think it's Hillsong, This Is Living Now. And, you know, really, we're living once we find Christ. But once you go on that journey, you know, sometimes it's lonely, right? Sometimes it's Sometimes it's 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 you're you're in stretches 
in seasons where you are alone. And so let's look at this, you know, from the standpoint of, of labeling and identity. And so the declaration is, I'm happy and grateful that God can teach and guide me along life's pathway. And then Psalms 86, 11, and 12. And, and I'm, I'm going to read one more because I can kind of segue these two together. A statement of truth. The things of this world are only temporary. And the things of God are eternal. So I think sometimes we lose sight of that, right? Because, I mean, let's just face it. We can't fathom eternity because it's not here. And we are all about where we are right now. But the things of this world are temporal and the things of God are eternal. His declaration is I will use this season. Because how many know that seasons change, right? I mean, there's seasons where it's rough and there's also seasons where things are great. So I will use this season to seek the Lord in prayer and fasting and worship, right? And praise, whatever it is, just seek God's face, get in his word. The things of this world will not benefit me at all. In scriptures, Matthew 6, 19 through 21. It's very difficult, right? To be in this world. I know the Bible says in this world and not of it. And a lot of times we just equate that to the sin part, right? I'm going to be in this world, but I'm not going to live like the world, right? I'm, a, I'm not going to, you know, uh, what is it? I'm not going to the, the drink, dip, and chew or hang with those who do or whatever you call it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to do the things of the world. But the reality is, I think it's much more than that to be in the world and not of the world because it's hard to be in this world and not participate or be in and think sometimes the way this world thinks, right? So there's people that are listening right now, people that have lost jobs, people that are, are you know, that that are that haven't found their purpose yet. People that last year wrecked their world, wrecked their relationship, last year wrecked their family, pulled them apart, separated them from community and church, separated them from, you know, from uh, from their employment. Maybe they've been, you know, really searching. You know, there's there's loneliness. There's all types of things that are going on. So talking to the whole, right? You can begin to identify with that and begin to say, this is just the way it's going to be. I mean, that can be a very big thing the enemy tries to hammer home. But God says, the things of this world are temporary, but my things are eternal. And that's not just talking about heaven. It's not just talking about a place. It's talking about us, right? We are eternal beings. And so if you're in God, He's saying that my things are eternal. What I'm going to give you is lasting, right? So it's beyond like heaven. It's beyond just those things. So let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about, let's let's encourage somebody that's listening right now to not identify as hard as it is with where you are, but understand that that's just a label that the enemy has slapped on. What do you guys say? What I like about your uh, statement of truth uh, where it says, I desire that you would become my teacher. You know, I think it's really easy to let the enemy speak and let his voice become loud in a, in a season of drought. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that mindset of saying, no, I'm, I'm going to desire that you, Lord, would become my teacher during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though it seems, you know, bad, you know, it seems like, uh, you know, we're, we're being deserted to a degree, but it's saying, no, I'm going to desire that you still in this season, in this moment of, of you know, hardship, I'm going to desire that you would become my teacher because I know this is temporary. I know that that you're going to see me through this. I think that's strong uh, and, and it's hard to do by all means, but I know any time that that has been my situation, it has always worked out for the good and I've seen some better things in the future for me. Amen. Um, I immediately thought of another set of scripture that's 
um, speaks to me a lot that I always go back to, and it's 2 Corinthians 4, and it's the one that says, we have these treasures and jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And then it goes down a little bit further, and it's talking about that we're always carrying around basically the, the, the life of Christ in us. And when you go almost to the very bottom of that scripture, it says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, we have challenges, we, you know, we face trials, you know, we feel um, depressed, we feel bad about ourselves, you know, whatever those things are. Though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. How do you do that? That really comes down to going back to the truth of God's word. You have to renew, you know, it's important to renew your mind. Our pastor has been talking about the um, armor of God and in in the sword of the spirit and in and the shield and in the shoes and I mean like it's important to go back to those things because that's how you're renewed day by day because if you don't put it in you you're not going to be renewed so you have to renew yourself for our light and momentary troubles are achieving us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all so we fix our eyes on not what is seen but what is unseen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal and I think we forget that sometimes that we get so focused on the situations that we forget to focus, which is seen, which is known. It's it's apparent. The people in our life know. But we have to go back to our focus and focus on the things that are unseen. What are the truths of God's word? What does God declare over us? What has God said? Hold on to those because those are at the end of, of, of this time, at the end of this world. That's those are the things matter. that are going to be what, what matters. Um, you know, so I think it's always going back to the word of God, going back to, you know, there's we talk about... Um, you version, there's great Bible studies that you can find that are specific to whatever you're going through. Read them. Go Including them. Faith Factor. <laughs> the Faith Factor that's actually going to be live Monday, <laughs> July 5th. Um, so, I mean, that's just, those are, <laughs> those are some of my favorite scriptures, but they're the things, those two, of the, those two um, scriptures that I share today are ones that I go back to a lot, especially when I'm experiencing um, you know, questions about faith or, or where I'm at or what I'm doing. And I use it a lot to encourage other people. So it's really about, you know, what are we putting in in those seasons? What are we putting into ourselves in those seasons of, of um, despair, distress, or, you know, struggle, whatever those things are. Amen. Well, guys, we're about out of time. Does anybody have anything pressing really quick? One last little comment before we segue out. Anything? I don't want to cut anybody's anointing off here. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, if we get any more people in here, we're going to have to straight up get a window unit installed <laughs> in the side of this wall because we're in a big 13,000 square foot office in this here. We've got how many people in this room right now? Eight. Eight people in this room. The lights, it's hotter than three fat devils in here. And, and here's the deal, man. We need some, we need some window unit AC blowing really like, like, a, like, a, like an Airstream trailer needs to be blowing in here right now. It always depend on me, guys, just to wreck everything spiritually and end this with a bunch of nonsense, right? Well, I was going to say before we wrap up, Diana was talking about focus, and um, I was driving. Hey, Mike's going to carry it back to bow your heads and close your eyes. Well, I was driving in this morning, and I was just thinking, like, I've, like I was just thinking this morning, like I felt really not myself the past like week, um, and I couldn't figure out why. And I had, I'm going to use the term very loosely. I had a medical issue I had to take care of last week, and it's minuscule by comparison to a lot of other things in this world. But it caused me to get out of my routine, which has caused me to like almost slip back into a lifestyle I had before I started this year. So I woke up this morning and I was like, why am I feeling this way? 
And I'm like, well, I've allowed my, I've allowed myself and I've allowed the enemy to go, no, 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 it's okay. You can take this off. You can take it easy. You've been working hard. Go ahead. Take the time off. And it, and I'm sitting there going like, why did I take my focus off what my goals are? Because I've realized that whether it's fitness, whether it's health or not, that focus has now shifted my other focuses and it has caused me to be distracted for the past week. I haven't been able to focus the same way I always do. So this morning, it was when you talked about focus, that really hit with me because I'm like, that's what I'm going through right now. It may have only been a week, but it was a struggle that I've been dealing with for the past week. And I just had to remind myself like, no, don't get caught in that moment. Don't allow it to change everything else because for me, it's a snowball effect. It started up here and it's rolling downhill. That's the goodness of God. You recognize it, now fix it. Don't let your week become a month, become a quarter, become Mm -hmm. a year. And I'm gonna end Game Changers fun. This is a house divided. <laughs> so I need. So what I need. Here, put yours on my side. Put yours on my side. I said, so what I need is game changers. Stay low. Okay. To tell me which is. No, the best. go a little further. Go a little further. Babe. This way. So there you go. She likes Dunkin'. I like Starbucks. Yes. What do you guys prefer, Dunkin' or Starbucks? Dunkin' or Starbucks? Dunkin'. Starbucks. Dunkin'. Every day. Starbucks. Dunk, Dunkin' is like Dunkin' is like brown water. Huh? <laughs> Duncan, how about you guys? Duncan or Starbucks, Walt? Don't, don't worry, coffee. you job's I'm the wrong person to ask. Come on, man. What do you want? You, you don't like coffee? Where are you going to get your tea I'm, from? I'm, I'm going to get... If you had to pick, Duncan or Starbucks. Where are you get your water bottle from? Come on, man. Man, I don't want to get between You're not, you guys. It's not going to matter. Listen, it's not going to... Trust me. Come on. I'm going to go with Diana then. Oh, just, <laughs> yes, smart man. I'm smart. smart. <laughs> Starbucks or Duncan? Starbucks. Tia said Starbucks. Smart man. You can be my son-in-law in a couple weeks. <laughs> I'm gonna answer for my wife and say Duncan. Duncan. Yes. No, man. Answer for you. You, you drink at Starbucks. You. I am on. Coward. I am on record. You guys I'm are Duncan. So Diana says no one can tell me no. Well, guess what? Every that's false. Starbucks or Duncan? Man, I don't even want to hear. This. You know what? All right, rubbish. This is rubbish because nobody can answer. Nobody can answer truthfully. Mike and uh, Ashton are both drinking Starbucks right yes, now. Yes, oh, I do. Breville, you're right. Austin makes the best coffees in that Breville. I agree. I drink. St- I drink Starbucks every single day. Okay, so then here's my here's my actual answer. So who do you identify with, Starbucks or Dunkin'? <laughs> who do I identify with, Starbucks or Dunkin'? I identify with just coffee because oh, I'll man. drink coffee in general. All right, how many how many think he identifies with? Well, anybody that drinks Starbucks drinks tar, just so everybody knows. There's so. Just saying. I drink King's Day. All right. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Yeah, I drink King's Day. My so, song of the day. I drink King's Day. Listen, listen, I love Seminole Heights, buddy. That's how it goes. Since we talked about declarations so much today, song of the day today is Do It Again from Elevation. It's actually a version with uh, Brandon Lake leading with him uh, because it's probably one of the biggest declarations we can make over our own lives. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. We hope Diana will join us again. Walt, you as well. We will see you all tomorrow morning, bright and early. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.